Hey everybody, it's uh, the run-up to Christmas, and it's Trevor McGee from the Lawrence.com and Eric Moline from the SceneStealers.com. Let's talk awards. And I'm doing this new thing where I put the in the. front of everything, so okay. it sounds more important. The, so the let's, awards let's about, predictions? Let's talk about the awards predictions. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not going to do that anymore, it's really annoying. But we've got all of our awards uh, nominations out there. And really, all they serve is uh, for cynical people like us to tear down. <laughs> and then also, it's a nice precursor to the Oscars. Right. So today we're going to look at the uh, five major categories. And see if we can do some predicting. We're going to try and come to consensus. Yeah. Maybe solve this problem. Yeah. And along the way, we'll throw in our two cents about each one. Yeah. Basically, so, I mean, you know, for, uh, somebody asked me about this the other day. They said, why do you get so excited every Oscar season? The answer for me is simple. Gambling. Giving awards, gambling, oh. yeah. <laughs> Giving awards for movies is, is stupid. These people don't need the attention. They don't need the uh, um, the money or whatever comes with this. The prestige. They're already actors. They're yeah. already you know making movies. For me, what it is is it's a chance to talk about um, all of the movies this season that I loved. Yeah. And it's a chance to uh, give some movies, some really great movies that people might not have heard of, more of an audience. And so for me, I just like talking about all these different performances and, and movies. Um, I understand that it's silly, but it's ridiculous, and it's my little obsession. So that's that's why that's why I get so excited every award season. It's not like I ha- I care if George Clooney gets another award. Yeah, right. You know. Um, but so let's start with the supporting actress category. Basically, we're looking at um, three award shows: uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that were announced. And what we're trying to do is come up if see if there's some sort of consensus. Um, and I think the supporting actress category is really. Um, complicated this year because as you said in our last podcast Jessica Chastain Isn't was in everything. five movies this year five really good movies yeah well, well, have you seen Coriolanus no I okay so that's number five right she's in Take Shelter The Help The Tree of Life The Debt Coriolanus and then she was in this movie um that nobody saw that was an indie that, that came and went real quick and I heard yeah. it wasn't very good. Yeah, can I back up and, and recant that they were all really good because they weren't. She was in two really good movies. And she it, was and great in The Debt and, and I did not really like that movie. Debt, yeah. But The Debt was not good. Yeah. So, she gets the Edward Norton Award for great performance in a crap movie. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fassbender was also in a million movies this year as well. Yeah. He had a good um, year. So, but Jessica Chastain's roles could all be considered supporting roles in every of the movie that she's in. And Mm -hmm. so it's been interesting this season to see because the New York film critics gave her an award for The Help and The Tree of Life. Yeah. Um, But then they left out the other movies that she was in. So that's interesting. They're the only ones that do that. They also gave uh, Brad Pitt an award for Moneyball and The Tree of Life. So it's like these, these, these year... Uh, yearly career awards. I don't trust any group that has Armand White as a member. Yes. So. Uh, but so it's 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 been really interesting. Also, the other the other weird monkey wrench is that The Help has a million women in it who mm-hmm. um, uh, are, are are being talked about for awards. And so, who do you put in the supporting category, and who do you put in the um, Allison Janney in the lead category? Uh, and and surprisingly, uh, you may find she's not being talked about no. for awards this season. Um, but it seems that they've come to a consensus, right? These uh, different groups nominating people, and I should say I'm a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association, mm-hmm. so I'd actually voted in the Critics' Choice Awards. Um, I did not vote for uh, Jessica Chastain in The Help, um, but that's the one. That's the movie that people have decided. She uh, swept the board. She got nominated for a supporting actress in all three uh, uh, of them. 
for The Help, and Octavia Spencer, who was also in that movie, has also received three nominations from those three groups. So we can assume that Chastain and Octavia Spencer for The Help are shoe-ins for the Oscar nomination. Yeah. Uh, Another one that is a shoe-in, and the only other one that has uh, three uh, nominations, is Berenice Bejo, who um, is Pepe Mm -hmm. and The Artist. Right. And this is a, a movie that has not opened uh, here yet. It's opening on Christmas in Kansas City. Yeah. Black and white, silent, silent. film. Yep. Um, but it, it really doesn't play like a silent film. It's still a very modern film. The, yeah. the pacing is not of a silent film. Um, and uh, she's very good in it. She's very much like an old kind of uh, marquee movie star uh, image. Um, Jean, Jude- Jean Dujardin who's the lead actor, really embodies that, and I think he's the one that has a better chance of paying off. I think the Oscars are going to go nuts for that movie. Yeah. I think the Oscars are... That, I think that movie's going we'll, to get... We'll get to that when we talk to Best Picture, but um, my feeling is, right now, it's the front runner yeah. for Best Picture. Oh, totally. Which is not where Harvey Weinstein wants it to be. He wants it to be an underdog right now, so they're a little ahead of the game there. But uh, Berenice Bejo, I don't think she's going to win. Uh, she's definitely going to get a nomination. She might sneak in if the help people cancel her out. But those three guaranteed nominations. The other people we're talking about are Janet McTeer, who is in a movie called Albert Knobs, mm-hmm. which Glenn Close is getting a lot of attention for. Yeah. But that's a, a supporting. She was nominated in two of them. And also, surprisingly enough, Melissa McCarthy from Bridesmaids. Oh, Yeah. Uh, she was nominated in two of the three uh, awards. Now, you, you could look at her as definitely a smaller uh, chance because the Golden Globe splits dramatic and comedic Comedian. performances, and she was nominated in the comedic category. Right. So she's still a little bit of a dark horse to actually get uh, an she's, Oscar nomination. Yeah, she's not, she's not going anywhere. But the, the one who, who was really interesting that they left out of uh, the Screen Actors Guild, and the Screen Actors Guild... Um, their, their nominations are awful. They are. They're really are bad. Awful, really self-congratulatory and really awful, and I, I don't know what movies they were watching. Actors make up the biggest um, section of the Academy, mm-hmm. and oftentimes the SAG Awards are the best precursor to who's actually going to get nominated in these acting categories. Yeah. That's the one where um, she beat out, uh, Melissa McCarthy beat out Shailene Woodley, mm-hmm. who was uh, uh, the teenage daughter of... George Clooney in The Descendants. Oh, right. And she's been nominated in Critics' Choice and Golden Globes, but she was ignored for SAG. Yeah. So that's really interesting, I thought. Um, Carrie Mulligan was only nominated uh, in the Critics' Choice Awards for Shame. Shame. A great performance uh, in that movie. Yeah. But some might say that 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 role itself was a little bit cliched. We've seen that kind of a character before. She did a good job in it, but this this, uh, uh, alcoholic lounge singer who, uh, you know... Um, barely succeeds in spite of herself. She's got this great talent, but she's like Janis Joplin, and she can't, yeah. you know, control herself. Um, uh, it's something that we've seen before, right? Yeah. So, but Carrie Mulligan's really good in it. But again, only barely any attention from from the Critics Awards. So that's the supporting actress category. Um, Did anyone get snubbed? Do you think anyone got snubbed in that? You know what? It's it's from from my money. It's the it's the least. Um, compelling of all the categories this year, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think Jessica Chastain was way better uh, in Take Shelter, yeah, and in The Tree of Life as yeah. well. Now in The Tree of Life, she's playing it's way more this, ethereal and yeah, different. sort of this angelic uh, yeah, yeah. you know figure, and and maybe less of a, an actual real character, but um, very effective nonetheless. The Tree of Life is proving to be a movie that people refuse to recognize 
the acting in. Yeah, um, it's a director's. Film, I would love to so see. I'd love to see Malik win. I wouldn't be upset if it won Best Picture either. Uh, and I feel like, and, and original screenplay, and I feel like that's the direction they're going to go. I think they're going to steer it more towards there. We'll talk but about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Let's move on, though. Let's go to the next category. Okay, supporting actor category. Um, and again, we'll start with SAG as kind of the. Um, the they're in bellwether. Yeah. This one's all over the place. Yeah. This yeah. is the, the craziest out of all, and it seems like there are consensuses being reached in the other categories. Um, but in this specific category, the only consensus that they seem to have reached so far is Kenneth Branner for or Lawrence, Branner or whatever. Yeah, Lawrence Olivier yep. in My Week with Marilyn. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that? I did, yeah. What did you think of his performance? You know, it's pretty showy, but... It's very showy. You know, He's having fun with it. He is having fun with it. Not something I expected to see across the board. I can tell you the nomination. I'll just cut you off because I know you're going to build to it. The nomination I'm the most excited for in the supporting actor category is Andy Serkis. And Andy Serkis uh, was recognized in the Critics' Choice Awards. That's the only one, right? Which is a big deal. Yeah. yeah because um, it's the first it nomination a per- performance for... performance capture. Right. Yeah, because he plays, what is it, Caesar mm-hmm. in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And it's an awesome performance. It's, yeah. it's outstanding. So, you know... I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. What it's one of those things where you have to actually show the side by side of him doing the actions mm-hmm. next to the finished product for people to really grasp and understand. But man, he—I don't know. I've, He's been I've, lobbying really hard for it too. I, yeah, and he should. And his animators are kind of pissed, or not his animators, but other animators are kind of pissed because they really think that their names should be up there as well. Yeah, and maybe they should. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, nomination. Anyway, that's that's the most interesting and excitable nomination for me. So yeah. Um, go on and tell us the rest of it. Well, I, w- I would have thought that Albert Brooks for Drive, who is yes, amazingly menacing, I liked a lot, uh, and Christopher Plummer for Beginners, yeah. uh, seemed to be the front runners. But when uh, and and Plummer's been nominated for all three as well. So Plummer and Branna mm-hmm. are the two that are, are getting nominations across the board. But uh, Albert Brooks, funny enough, uh, was actually snubbed at the at the uh, SAG Awards. Huh? Yeah. So that's really disappointing. I wonder if he pissed some people off or something. I don't know. Nick Nolte is, is certainly somebody that's... Uh, oh, yeah. I saw that for, for what? Fighter? Warrior. Warrior. <laughs> Same Warrior. thing. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not quite one's insane. better. One's good. The other one sucks. Um, yeah, that was insane. I, I saw that nomination. I was like, really? That? Really? People love Nick Nolte. He's really old. He's been around <laughs> for a long time. I'm so, I'm, hey, he's he not as old as Christopher Plummer. but He's old. I'm talking about the Hollywood community. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, for Warrior, supporting actor in L.A. or I'm sorry, in the in the SAG Awards and in the Critics' Choice Awards, but funny enough, not in the Golden Globes. Now the Golden Globes and the uh, Screen Actors Guild have some very different ideas of who should be nominated, and that's just this is really interesting. Okay. Two of them nominated Jonah Hill for Moneyball, okay. which was kind of out of left field. But now, oh, left after getting good, good sports reference, good yay. for you. After getting, after getting those, I think we have to consider him now. Yeah. Um, but he did not get noticed for the Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah, um, he's not going anywhere. It's not, he's not winning that. The Golden Globes nominated Viggo Mortensen for A Dangerous Method. And that's the first time he's really been yeah. uh, mentioned or come up in, in this category. Um, and then the other one that uh, was kind of left field uh, is the Critics' Choice Awards uh, nominated Pat Oswalt for Young Adult. Young Adult, yeah. Which I was happy to see. It was kind of fun. Uh, but I don't know if that um, really has any uh, any merit either, if that's going to happen. Now, the SAG Awards, remember, these are the ones that are right on the most for Oscar nominations. Yeah. You ready for this? Yep. Army Hammer for J. Edgar. 
Okay. I'm okay with that. Are you? Yeah. The guy was buried under five pounds of uh, rubber and makeup yes. for half the film. No, you can't You can't just go on that. There, yeah. was a, there was a sensitivity and a delicate nature to that character that he put into it. And he was under there somewhere. I, I don't know. It, I just didn't see that one coming, and that was kind of a, a left field. I think that's fine. I'm well. actually not surprised by that at all. I'm, I'm more surprised that it took this long to mention J. Edgar, actually. I thought du- Judy Dench would get something from the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. I mean, they yeah. love Eastwood. And yeah. Anyway, go on. Well, I'm just going to say Branner and, and Plummer are definitely the front runners. I think nobody's really going to give Branner uh, uh, the Oscar for such a, a slight, hammy. showy, hammy yeah. type of a role. So I'd like to put Brooks back in, uh, Albert Brooks's subtle work and Drive back in that category. Yeah. I um, think Drive and the artists are going to win, win big at the Golden Globes. So. Drive is not going to win big at the Golden Globes because it wasn't even nominated. I know. That's why. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Okay. Uh, Moving on to uh, Best Actress. This is the strongest category across the board. Okay. There were great roles for women this year, and um, three of them have emerged as uh, front runners and and, and sure Oscar nominations. Okay. Uh, Viola Davis for The Help. Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep. (laughs) <laughs> because she sure. made a movie this year. She made a movie this year. The Iron Lady. Yeah. And she plays Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Great performance in a crap movie. Yeah. Um, the Iron Lady is a very tough movie to watch and uh, uncomfortably shifting back and forth and uh, virtually ignoring most of her politics. It's a really frustrating film, but um, as usual, she embodies uh, this character very formidably. I don't think that this is something... Uh, people are going to give it to her just because I don't think the movie's really lighting anybody up. No. And um, Thatcher was a pretty unpopular, uh, well, pretty polarizing political character. She makes it, her very sympathetic in this film, yeah, too. But if anyone remembers that, they're yeah. going to vote with their heart. That's you know? true. Um, the third uh, one who's receiving consensus is not Michelle Williams mm-hmm. for playing Marilyn Monroe in My Week with Marilyn. She got two out of the three, but she didn't get one uh, for from the... Um, uh, SAG Awards. Right. Oh, no, sorry. From the Critics' Choice Awards, which is really crazy. Um, hold it. Did she? I don't know. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Okay. She did. Never mind. Yeah. Michelle Williams is definitely in there, too. Okay. Okay. The surprise is Tilda Swinton. Oh, yeah. Tilda Swinton is nominated for Kevin. We Need to Talk About Kevin, which is a, a polarizing film, to be sure. And I, I definitely recommend it whenever it comes here in January or, or whenever it finally gets here. Yeah. Um, she plays uh, the mother of uh, uh, a child who uh, it turns out to be some sort of psychopath. And um, the movie is constantly flashing forward and backward as we learn more about how long she's been dealing with this kid and how, how the signs were pretty... Yeah, brutal from the very beginning, and just watching this poor woman get beat down for this entire film. Um, it's, Sounds it's great. It's yeah, another another uh, really upbeat movie. Another sunshine rainbow film of the week. Yeah. So, but I'm surprised it's such a small film. Yeah. And it's and it's os- oscilloscope laboratories of the people that bought it. I can't believe she's in there. It's it's purely on on the strength of her performance alone, and that's great. Now, Glenn yeah. Close is in two of the three. Uh, for playing a, a woman posing as a man mm-hmm. in uh, Albert, Albert Knobs, mm-hmm. um, this this is a, a thing where it didn't look like she was going to get in because the Critics uh, Choice uh, Awards nominated Charlize Theron for Young Adult and Elizabeth Olsen for Martha Marcy May Marlene, Marlene, which were two of my favorite performances of the year. Now the Golden Globes gave Charlize a nomination, but they have a comedy category, so we can't 
we can't count on her being in there either. I think closest is the one that's probably going to get it. Uh, but what I'm really disappointed about is that my favorite performance of the year, Kirsten Dunst and Melancholia, mm-hmm. has been completely Snubbed. forgotten. I don't know where the love is think, for, for her performance in that movie. Do you think it's, that's got anything to do with her director? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah I think Lars von Trier's comments about sympathizing with Nazis at the Cannes Film Festival did not help his Oscar chances. Yeah. Unfortunately. But uh, anybody that's seen Melancholia uh, will understand what I'm talking about. You can watch it right now. It's available on video on demand. So mm-hmm. get on. We've talked about it already on, on the podcast. Um, Kirsten Dunst is frankly revelatory in this film. I didn't know she had it in her. So yeah. it's gone. Uh, I don't know why, but nobody's nominating her. So that's a little bit disappointing. Um, that's the best actress category. All right. Let's go on to best actor. Uh, this is done. I mean, the best actor category. You get your George Clooney for The Descendants, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio for J. Edgar, yeah. uh, Jean Dujardin for The Artist, mm-hmm. uh, and Brad Pitt for Moneyball. Four of the five are already set. Uh, I'm disappointed that uh, Brad Pitt's not getting nominated for Tree, Tree of Life, Life, which I yeah. think is his best performance ever. Uh, the most fully uh, realized uh, thing he's ever done uh, and, and something where I just completely forgot it was Brad Pitt. But many would argue that that's maybe a supporting role yeah. as well. And so that the little been kid that in that movie. forth between, you know, Sean Penn is supporting and Brad yeah. Pitt. You know, there's been sort of a back and forth. Well, and the little kid in that movie, Hunter McCracken, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And nobody's talking about that either, partially because he's a kid and partially because people are throwing out the tree of life in any category that's not technical. Right. So um, that's disappointing as well. And it's mainly because I think they don't like uh, nonlinear narratives. <laughs> uh, at the same time, uh, that categories those four are pretty much done. Now, the guys who are kind of floating around on the outside, uh, we have um, Damien Bashir for A Better Life got a nomination for the SAG Awards. This, this is a, a well-known actor in Mexico. Okay. And he headlines this movie directed by Chris White's about um, a father and son relationship, and he's trying to teach his son uh, in this modern world, you know, uh, kind of this traditional, uh, you know, what what family's supposed to be like and how to live and be an example for his son. And that came out of nowhere, but it's a SAG award, so we have to take that nomination seriously. Uh, Michael Fassbender was previously thought to be the guy who would steal this this fifth spot for shame. Right. Um, And he was nominated for the Golden Globes and for... The Critics' Choice Awards, um, but Ryan Gosling in Drive, uh, and we should talk about this. Yeah. He's nominated for Drive in the Golden Globes, and he's nominated for, um, or I'm sorry, at the Critics' Choice Awards, and at the Golden Globes, he's nominated for the Ides of March. So he's nominated for Drive for the Critics' Choice. Yeah. Okay. Drive received uh, little love from uh, the Golden Globes. It's kind of bonkers. It is kind of bonkers, but at the same time, it's kind of understandable because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association are a weird group of people, and they don't really like artistic films. They're they're (laughs) the foreign press, and it's the most European movie on. Yeah, but they're like the foreign junket press. They're not. They're not. um, So anyway, uh, that's disappointing. Ryan Gosling may slip in there with either one of those, but I don't think he's going to because nobody can decide. Uh, what movie to nominate him for. Yeah, that's got to be hard to be so good that people have to choose. <laughs> that's Fa- the thing. Fassbender, too. I mean, Fassbender, like... Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. Um, um, Dangerous, Dangerous Method. Method. X-Men. Yeah. X-Men. Yeah, well, he's not going to be nominated for it, but yeah, he had a great year as well. He was supposed to be in Tinker Tailor Soldier, Soldier Spy, and they, 
the schedules got mixed up and ended up having that. That makes sense because every other English actor was in there. Oh, mm-hmm. glad you mentioned it since we're talking about this category. Snub. Gary Oldman. Yeah. None of no nominations Can't across the board that. for any of these three. I can believe it because I've seen the film and it's a really subtle kind of uh, almost uh, <laughs> invisible performance. Yeah. Um, but that's just how that entire movie is. Um, so yeah, but no Gary Oldman. So that is definitely considered a snub. Um, We'll do director. I'm also, while we're talking about snubs, mm-hmm. I mean, um, wasn't Girl with the Dragon Tattoo eligible for any of these at this point? Like, didn't they show advanced screenings so that the this is a good this is a good point? Yeah, uh, the the gold, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo has been completely snubbed except for uh, the Golden Globes, which nominated Rooney Mara mm-hmm. for Best Actress over Michelle Williams. Right. Okay. Here it is. Michelle Williams is in the comedy or musical category. That's, that's why right. That's why she slipped in there. So okay. Rooney Mara uh, has only been nominated there. Nobody else gave that movie uh, any Anything. love. Yeah. And the other movie that's, um, that's being snubbed uh, is Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, mm-hmm. which is the Tom Hanks, Sandra Bullock movie about post-9-11 yeah. with Stephen Daldry directing, who you may remember as the director from Billy Elliot, yeah. The Hours, yeah. and The Reader. Mm-hmm. The only Two. movies he's ever made. Yeah. And he's gotten Best Director and Picture nominations for every movie he's ever made. Yep. <laughs> now, I'm not looking in front of the computer, so I might be slightly wrong, and I might be con- forgetting something, but I generally know that the Stephen Daldry thing is really strange. Yeah. And, three movies, uh, the, three yeah, nominations. The Critics' Choice mm-hmm. Awards, they gave, him, they gave him Picture and Director. Golden Globes, completely ignored. And the Globes are the place where I would have thought... To see that, so I think that movie is dead as well. Yeah. Um, so there's your other snub, uh, because we're talking about snubs. That takes us right into picture and director. Let's go there, right? Yeah. Um, uh, other other noticeable snubs: um, The Tree of Life, nominated by uh, the Critics' Choice Awards, but not nominated by the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. No nomination for Terrence Malick either That's for Best insane. Director That's at the Golden insane. Globes. And it's not nominated for Ensemble, which is the... Um, That's the equivalent of the best, yeah. Yep. So, uh, in, in this category, as we talk about... Uh, what did get nominated for Ensemble? The Help? Freaking Help? Did that get in there? It did. Of course it did. Yeah. Why so, the, the, four, the four that were nominated <coughs> across the board yeah. for uh, either Best Picture um, or Best Ensemble are The Artist, mm-hmm. which, as we talked about earlier, I think is the frontrunner. The Descendants. Yeah. Uh, the Help, yeah, and Midnight in Paris. Ah, Midnight in Paris. So, and the Golden Globes even gave Owen Wilson a nomination. He's the only person to get a separate one. Again, they have their own category for comedy, mm-hmm. so that's not going to happen at the Oscars. But I think the support for Midnight in Paris is finally starting to materialize. Um, Woody Allen did not get nominated um, in all of the. Uh, Awards, uh, for instance, the Critics' Choice Awards did not nominate Woody Allen, um, but uh, he did get nominated. Um, he did get nominated for uh, the Golden Globes, and so um, I, I don't know. I think that's that's something that's definitely going to happen. Uh, so the artist and the Descendants, director and picture nominations. The Help is getting a picture nomination, but nobody's nominating Tate Taylor for best director. Yeah, that's just not going to happen. He's not well known enough. Uh, and uh, Steven Spielberg is getting nominated for War Horse. Your favorite movie of the year. One of my least favorite movies of the year from, uh, from the Critics' Choice uh, Awards. 
But the Golden Globes snubbed Spielberg, even though they put War Horse in the Best Picture category. So I'm yeah. hoping that that's a sign that love for this overrated uh, uh, kids movie uh, about a sentient Christ-like horse yeah. uh, will disappear. It's it's well shot and it looks great, but it's a ridiculous <laughs> film. Sentient Christ-like horse. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry. Uh, Just, do, you get the, do you ever think that like maybe like Spielberg and Scorsese were hanging out and Scorsese like, I'm such a good director. I am going to make a movie about a clock. Yeah. And uh, Spielberg said, I'm such a good director. I'm going to make a movie about a horse. Yeah. And we will see who makes the better movie. Well, Scorsese's getting love across the board. He's guaranteed a Best Director nomination. Oh, yeah, sure. Hugo is not showing up in any of the acting categories, but it's getting a lot mm. of love for Best Picture. Yeah. It's also going to get uh, a Best Picture nomination as well. And deservedly so. I think Hugo's a remarkable uh, movie. Um, so that really covers uh, the, the big ones. Uh, Moneyball's gotten love from two of the three awards, so I think Moneyball's assured. I don't get that. I feel like that movie is not, it's, it's an okay movie, but it's not. I don't feel like it's award season material. I don't know why yeah. it's. I don't know why people are. All I don't know it. how it could have been any better. So that's that's one thing you that's, can say that, for yeah, it. Yeah, but that, yeah. you can't make that the bellwether. Yeah, <laughs> it's as good as it could be. It's as good as you can make a baseball movie about numbers. Yeah. No, I thought it was a really effective movie, and yeah. and I'm I'm happy to see it in there. Um, the Tree of Life and Drive. Okay, we get, we just have to address this. These two movies. <laughs> we need to talk about. We need to talk about this. I mean, across the board, uh, when you look at uh, critics awards and uh, journalists who are writing about films this year, those those are two movies that are very uh, polarizing. They come up a lot. They come up a lot. They're currently sitting at one and two in my list of the best movies of the year. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because they have more of a, a joy for filmmaking than any other films I've seen this year. Like, you just watch it, and you're just taking, oh, that's not true. Hugo, I'd put in that category as well. Yeah. Uh, where you're just you're just completely involved and taken over by um, the, the, the cinematic experience altogether. But The Tree of Life is a difficult movie for a lot of people. Uh, I really hope it gets a Best Picture nomination. I think it's teetering on the edge. It has yeah. zero chance to win. Yeah. Zero chance to win. It's done. Now, Drive is too much of a genre film. Drive's not, yeah. I'd love to see Nicholas Winding Refn, and uh, it's Refn. And I'd love to see him, he and Terrence Malick nominated for Best Director. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd love to see a Drive Best Picture nomination. So those are the two I'm really hoping for. I'm sad uh, that Take Shelter has all but dissipated, and Michael Shannon has been snubbed across the board. Yeah. Um, That makes me sad. Um, but I don't know. It's it's an interesting year, and it's there's, because there's no clear front runners. It's kind of been all over the place. But it is weird that Harvey Weinstein has been working the artist so hard. Yeah, that it's currently the front runner. This is a feel good picture that's very slight. It's yeah. not. It's not. Uh, there's not a lot of. Um, there's not a lot of anything you haven't seen before. This is a movie you've seen a million times before, except they took the sound out. Yeah. Right, it's it's it uses some some uh, uh, the themes. I mean, everything. The, a star is born. Right, the rise right. and fall. Uh, it's 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 well done. It's got a section in the middle that just drags like hell. Um, but because it's black and white, and because it's called the artist, and it's it has a really nice gimmick to it, and it's well done. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. All these things give it a surface value of artistic artifice that I don't think the movie 
actually earns. Right. And so it's the one that everybody can feel safe about saying is the best picture. And it's a really weird front runner this year, kind of in the same way that Slumdog Millionaire was a front runner yeah. uh, a couple years back. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. We will see what happens. Eric will most certainly make some sort of prediction that will blow up in his face like last year. Yes. And I will laugh about it. Should I make it now? Out. Go ahead. Make something. Best animated feature will be Rango. Okay. There it is. That's my big prediction. All right. You know, that's not that's not a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict a picture-director split. I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that's going to happen. Okay. Do you, do you, you have an idea of which way it's going to split? I don't. <laughs> you know what? The artist for best picture... Scorsese. Scorsese for best director. Yeah. Both movies about silent film. I can see that. I can see that. I could also see... Hmm. I don't know. I, I Jean can... Dujardin for best actor. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's what I think is going to happen there. Uh, best actress... Viola Davis, The Help. Okay. Uh, supporting actor. Why am I doing this? You're, are you making me do this? Yeah. Christopher Plummer for Beginners. Okay. And supporting actress will be Jessica Chastain for the... No, Octavia Spencer for The Help. We're going to have two... Two Help. Two Help winners, and both of them will be black actresses, and that'll be a first, and that'll be a big deal. Okay. Those are my early predictions. Early, early predictions. All right. Well, there it is. Those are our predictions. That's the uh, run-up to the Oscars at this point. I'm sure we'll come back and talk more about it after the uh, award ceremonies have actually taken place. And that's it. So we're going to go. Um, this is our last podcast before the Christmas holiday. So if you celebrate it, have a good one. And if you don't, there are plenty of nice places that are going to be open to eat in the meantime. And maybe you can check some of these movies out. All right. We're out of here.